Okay. Hello. This is Living Truthfully's answering machine. The number one truthful answering machine. Now Amani Miranda is not in because someone has gone to buy him coffee. Imagine that. You want to hear jokes about coffee. I am really good. Listen. Okay, what do you call a sad cup of coffee? Depresso. Haha. <laughs> so, how did Moses of the Bible make his coffee? Hebrews it. I tell you I'm killing it. Last one. Ladies. How are men just like coffee? The best ones are rich, hot, and can keep you up all night. Ha ha ha. By the way if you like to buy Amani Maranga coffee, for the good work he is doing, it's simple. Get him coffee through M-Pesa till number, 5, 3, 0, 5, 2, 0, 7. That is M-Pesa till number, 5, 3, 0, 5, 2, 0, 7. Or visit www.buymeacoffee.com slash Amani. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully, the podcast. How you doing? Um, are we still in COVID period? How is COVID going? Are you... Still suffering effects of COVID. Emma, this thing has just moved on and you have as well. Um, how you doing? Just tell me. I mean, send me some. Uh, guys, just send me feedback. Just tell me something, anything. Amanimaranga gmail.com. Amanimaranga on every social media. It's very good to have you here. I'm glad you're safe. I'm trying to keep safe. I'm just trying to keep safe and healthy. Keep alive. Because where? Mm-hmm. Speaking engagements, nothing. Mm-hmm. MCing gigs, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no jobo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when there is, it's very little. But I'm grateful to have some. Anyway, let me tell you guys. <laughs> the guy I have in studio. What? And you know, I was thinking about it this morning and I'm like, this guy is a true celeb. But I don't treat him like that. And it's terrible because <laughs> I feel like I need to treat him with the respect he deserves. Um, award-winning like he's a, you know when you think of a thespian uh, film when you think of just that uh, Hollywood he's a Kenyan version of that <laughs> he is an old friend of mine that's right he's not old but we've been friends for a very long time he used to be a dancer yeah once upon you. a time <laughs> <laughs> he still has a dancer's frame the rest of us, well, you know. <laughs> he is a man who is loved by the ladies and a man who the men wish we were him. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only Mugash. Right, right. <laughs> Mugambi, Tiga, Karibu, Sana, to Living Truth. 
Yo, I, it's, I, I really have to say how glad I am to be here. I, and don't, I don't understand why you... Honey, I'm so sorry that you are not my guest number one or number two. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I, no, that's just fine. I don't know how fine. this never happened, man. That's just fine. But and I think probably the right time. Yeah, I mean... Um, it's never too early, never too late. That's true. Everything happens when it should. And dude, I have to commend you, man. You've been doing such an amazing job with your, I mean, with your, with the things that you're passionate about, with your life, with your craft. Um, I've, I've known you a good long time. I guess we'll mm. get into that conversation yeah. soon. But hey, big ups, my brother. Thank you. And, and I'm big really ups happy to, to you be as here. well. Uh, Thank you. You're the guy who has followed his heart, followed his path. With passion. Oh, I forgot to say he's an ad man, or at least he used to be. He used to be. An ad man. Yeah. And, uh, that's the one he had walked away. He has walked away from. <laughs> I feel like you walked away from advertising. No looking back, no turning back. Not entirely. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I, I got into um, making them now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to write them. Mm. I was a copywriter for many years. Yeah. Um, even studied it at, ma- at master's level. Mm. But what I'm doing now is, uh, is, 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 is shooting them, directing them, oh, which, stuff. which I found is a, a quite a gratifying experience mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. One of them being, it's not no surprise. I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know. Mm. But the standard of advertising has declined, so declined oh. significantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly since. Uh, when I left, and particularly since when I joined, because um, uh, you, you know our mutual friend Bugs, yeah, uh, we had dreamed, dreamed, mm. your face as well. Yeah. We just wanted to get into advertising mm. uh, because we loved what was coming out, mm. and we knew when we got in that it wasn't going to be easy. Mm. And it was a very steep learning curve, mm. and the people who were ahead of us were really good. Mm. I'm talking about the Eric Davies and the Anut Lakitas and the Teddy Muthusis yeah. and the creative directors, you know, most of them white or Indian. Mm. Most of them white. white yeah. you, know, you had your Andrew, Andrew White, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Quayle, who mm. was, was my boss for many years. Jason. Ah, Jason Bruckner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these, these are the guys who made work that we just looked up to. It mm. was like, how do you, you know, how, how, how do you think how, I mean, how that, do you think of something that's like... That's the reason I went to Scanlad. Right, I there wanted, you go. <laughs> I wanted to be in that space. You really wanted to be in that mm. space, but that is a distant memory. Faded pictures <laughs> in the broken past. I should have had that on cue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Uh, but so, so what I do now is I found that uh, when a script lands on my desk and I have to write you know, a director's treatment for it, mm. I'm usually making a lot of changes and now engaging the copywriter muscle and mm. engaging the creative muscle first mm. uh, and then saying now this is how we're going to uh develop the idea into an actual commercial mm. yeah i must apologize to you guys if you if you hear dogs barking so yeah there, there's a dog festival happening there is <laughs> mugash came with his dog and his dog met my dog shaka and they're having a, a they're, they're having outside. a wonderful time yeah outside so you might hear some commotion but you know it's a dog's yeah. life, right? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well done, Mugash. You've, you've really followed your, I think one of the things I, I really appreciate about you is you've been unapologetic about what you want to do. And at least that's what it mm. seems like mm-hmm. from here, from mm. this side. Mm. You, you followed your dreams. So I'm going to yeah. ask, I'm going to start from the, from yeah. the start. Mm. Did you always know you wanted to be in film? Yes, you did. From, I knew I'd wanted to be an actor from age five. I oh. knew I wanted to be. Wow. I, I knew I wanted to be an actor, like a film. I wanted to be in film from about age. Um, 
nine. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've told I've told the story a lot. Um, how it all began was uh, I, I got on stage. Ah, that's that's my superfly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, quite clingy. Um, mm. So I, I got on stage for the first time at age five. Uh, what was happening was uh, my my mom and dad uh, worked full time. Mm. Um, my mom was a teacher. My dad uh, had an office job at the UN, mm. and uh, we lived all the way in East Lando in mm. in Buru. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was going to school in Westlands mm-hmm. um, at Consulata Nursery School, mm-hmm. which was way above my parents' pay grade. Mm. Uh, um, and I'm eternally grateful for the sacrifices they made because I think one of the things they said early on was, yeah, we're going to give these kids a good education. And it cost them, man. Mm. Oh, man, it cost them. So mom would have to, you know, panda a bus from Aquinas High Mm -hmm. School where she worked. Mm. But, you know, back then the bus system was a lot more organized. Yeah. 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 When you panda that 23. It was predictable. Yeah, it was predictable. There was a program to it and there was like a method. And a route. And a a route, route. yeah. That that was... And And, and the route didn't just terminate in Tau. Yes. And that was great about it because you could take a map from Westy and go all the way to Buru. To Buru. Exactly. That's that's what she did. Yeah, exactly. Or or, or vice versa. Vice versa. Which is why you now have a 23 for Westy and a 23 for Buru. Exactly. Exactly. There's that, there's it a, was one route. The, what is the Langa one? It is 15. 15. And, what, what, and which is the other one? Because I, I do remember picking a mat from Parklands. Yeah. Where my uncle, Coach, used to live. Akinanyam's dad. Ah. And drive and, and being in the same bus until Buru. Where Look at that. Where now my other uncle used to live. And so you, you could actually That's, leave a child in a bus. You know, like You Italy, really could, yeah. yeah. And and you know the stops were scheduled, yeah, and there wasn't any of the anarchy that we have yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. So you know the cartels took over, and uh, town became the hub, and you know and everything. Did you got know that Mathries those days were called pirate taxes? What? Yeah. I didn't know that. So they were called pirate taxes because they were illegal in a sense. <sighs> and that makes sense. And they were pirates because now they were taking ah. customers that should be for ah. the bus. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And. They would do that by reducing the fare. Mm-hmm. So instead of paying, I think, 50 cents, mm-hmm. you'd pay 30 cents. Hence, so hence, Matri. Matri, Matatu. Oh, my God. I had no or idea. Th- it was three bob? I think it was three bob. Three bob. I, I think, think it was three bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matri. Yeah, Matatu. Matatu. Yes. Yeah. And that's when they became the thing. So that's 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 a pirate. That they were t- pirate taxes. That's what they were called. And and look at us now, man. They're the ones who are ruling, not just mm. the public transport mm. sector, but the entire roads. I don't know <laughs> what the lesson is there, but if you want to rule a certain industry in the next twenty years, pirate it. Uh, <laughs> but please don't take us to where we are with the transport no, sector no, no, now, man. Terrible, because man. this is yeah, it's, it's sad. So so, so mom yeah me? so mom used to get on a uh, on a bus from Aquinas. Mm. And come to Consolata, and that took a while sometimes, yeah. uh, depending on when you know. If she, if she was finishing teaching high school students, mm. and she taught English, uh, then she'd have to make her way all the way. So mm. um, there, there were many times that I'd end up being picked last. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people would come with their cars. There's lots of wealthy families. Yeah. You know, the cars would roll up and, and stop, and then the kid would walk down the stairs and get into the car and go off. And then mom would come, you know, on foot and mm. hold my hand, and we'd go. It was it was pretty cool. Um, so on this particular day, mm-hmm. um, I remember <laughs> uh, we had we had a seamstress. Uh, if, if you know anything about 
how, how the Catholic Church works. It's not just, you know, ministry and mm-hmm. all the word. They always teach people to get into some sort of um, vocation. Vocation is what yeah, I was looking yeah, for. Yeah. And the vocation of the headmistress was I taught seamstress. Her, I, I gave a copywriter award. <laughs> I, think, I think I've made it in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, vocation. That, that would not have come to me. Like, it was floating <laughs> somewhere. Um, so her vocation was, she was a seamstress. Mm. So they were putting on a nativity. Yeah. And um, and she liked to make the costumes for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're coming to the end of the year. They want to put on this Christmas play. Mm-hmm. And uh, since since the kids who are going to be playing Mary and Joseph were bigger than me, mm-hmm. and because they couldn't be in school when she was doing her seamstressing, mm-hmm. and there was this kid who used to get left behind, mm-hmm. uh, she started testing their costumes. Their costumes on me. Mm-hmm. And she would you know measure me. I was a small kid. Like mm-hmm. I was small. I mean, I've been like. Thank you, thank you for the prop about my my body, but it, this is how it's been on my life. Um, tiny now kid. it's working. Now it's working. <laughs> now it's working for me. Now, yeah, there was a time it did not work at all. Uh, so, so I was a small, like like small kid. I mean, like diminutive, like short and skinny. Um, and so she'd measure me, measure me against the actors who were playing, and then she'd come and test, you know, test the if if, if Joseph was wearing a cloak, he, mm. she'd add things onto it. But the basic fit should fit on me. And she'd notice how my face would light up. Because to me, it was like playing dress up. Mm. Like, what am I wearing mm. now? What am I wearing now? This is so cool. You know, I'm wearing something on my head. I'm wearing something, you know, a shirt or a, a pants or, mm. you know, a cloak. It was really exciting. So after doing this for a couple of weeks and the things were ready, mm. she was like, yo, this, this, this kid has put in a lot of time. Let's put him into the thing. And so they assigned me a uh, little drama boy. Mm. Now, my... my, my because they're gonna sing the song. Mm-hmm. Now come, they told me, pam, 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 and I, I showed up. Yeah, that's the one. A little drama boy. Uh-huh. And and the interesting thing is, that I didn't have a costume. She realized. I, I think I was cast oh, quite late. Oh yeah, because she had been making costumes for for, for the main roles. Yeah. Um, and so she had forgotten this this little supporting role mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> of the little drama boy. Yeah. So she asked me, you know, do you have anything at home that you could dress up in? Um, like a lesser or something and mm. I was like yeah yeah I'm going to go and ask my mom mm. so I go and ask my mom you know I need a lesser I need a lesser for something because I'm going to be doing something my mom's like what is it and it's I'm like it's a little play and I'm going to be playing the drum now already by this point mm-hmm. she was quite excited by how school opened me up because I was a really quiet kid yeah. in my thoughts a lot in my head a lot mm. um, I didn't talk much mm. um, I think I really started communicating when i was like three and a half oh wow yeah yeah but, um, took a while you were thinking all this time uh, actually i was I, but i believe you i i really was mm. I, it was a lot of thinking a lot of observing just mm. trying to understand the world because i think you know I, i'm not a parent yet but i think i can understand how scary it is for a little kid you know, you 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 you're looking up all the time. Mm. Everything is big. Everything is unfamiliar. So it, it the world can be a really scary place. It is. It is an overwhelming place. Overwhelming. Yeah. yeah that's senses everywhere mm. and things to learn and there's cultures that you have to get into and you have to know why you know, fire is hot and 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 why you shouldn't be in the mm. kitchen. And I said, mm. all of that stuff was positively overwhelming for me. Mm. I discovered um, that if I kept quiet and kept my head down, it was cool. It didn't help that I had a sister who now came out and she was like an extrovert right from the womb. Like she just came out and, you know, 
occupied the space. Good morning, Zamunda. In, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And and so I think that made me even significantly more quiet. You know, he retreated into my shell a little bit more. Uh, but then when I went to school, I started to open up. And, you know, I made friends and learned to communicate. So. Already the fact that I'm getting on stage was making my mom pretty excited. So she came, she attended. Mm-hmm. I carried a drum onto stage and I beat the drum. And um it was the first time I wasn't being told I'm being I, I, it's the first time I was not being told you're being unruly for doing this or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in Dreamsville. Mm-hmm. You're creating things. Mm-hmm. You're beating a drum and people are watching and they're happy and they're and excited. They're, happy. they're applauding you for beating they're, a drum. It, yeah. Oh, and and my my sister went ballistic. She was three. And she was like, what is going on? A light came on and suddenly, you know, my brother is there and he's mm. playing a drum. It's yeah. freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, usually when you're, when you're a child, particularly a little, a little boy, and I don't know if you talk about this enough, mm. but, you know, boys were silenced from the beginning. You're told, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Little boys need to be seen and not heard. But this is the first time when everyone is quiet when I'm doing something. It was wow, that's big. You don't for, you, it feelings like those you don't ever forget. Yeah. They sort of like it's one of those life-defining moments. So there's my mom um, trying to control my three my three-year-old sister while trying to take pictures, mm. and she was taking pictures on a Minolta camera that you had to without a flash. <laughs> so you had to find she had to find the focus first, yeah, and yeah. and she yo my mom was an ace with that camera man. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> She she always found the focus. Mm. Uh, the focus wasn't like what we have now, yeah, yeah. where, where you know, there's a real time. Yeah, yeah. on the on the viewfinder, you had to align like two circles, and the lines had to meet at a certain point, and then you took the picture. And she managed to control my sister and take pictures, but this also meant that I wasn't in frame for a lot of them because <laughs> she was about you know lining up the shot, and then my yeah. sister pulls, and then yeah. you know. <laughs> Or remove from the stage, or remove. Oh, I was in one position the whole time. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this this age five, I was I'll, like, I'll this is what I want to do. I, I'll send them to you. Mm. I'll send them to you. <laughs> um, and and um, I, I think I'm I have them on my phone even because mm-hmm. I, I I went back and looked for them. That was such a monumental mm. time. Mm. Then at age nine, I watched a film called E.T. Extraterrestrial. Wow, I remember it. <laughs> that, that film came out in probably 1984. Mm. But I was watching it five years later because my uncle who'd been studying abroad, um, uh, he'd been doing his master's and PhD um, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he'd been there about seven years. And by the point that he'd found employment, because you know, when you're doing your doctorate, yeah. they, 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 they give you a little stipend and yeah. you can find work. Mm-hmm. He managed this dude in the 80s um, to get an HBO subscription. He had cable. Oh, wow. This African man, mm-hmm. <laughs> this Kenyan man living mm-hmm. in the US in the 80s had cable and not just basic cable this dude had home box office hbo like yo and hbo had some really awesome films and um he'd record them he'd mm. just set up his vc oh he had a vcr as well uh had all these tapes and he would um record them in long play mm-hmm. meaning that he had like six to eight hours of content on one vhs mm. and then he had dozens of them and he had some original cassettes and because E.T. took the world by storm, he bought the original VHS for mm, E.T. Yeah. and invited us to his house and said, you guys have heard of E.T. By this point, like I said, um, my, my, my folks were getting us, um, were always putting us, the, the fact that they're working so hard for education always meant that we're hanging out with people who are from a high economic class. Mm, mm. So you're always hanging out with cooler kids kids who knew more, mm. kids who had access to more. Mm. They travel, they had VCRs in their homes mm. and whatever. But we had to go to my uncle's house. Yeah. And uh, he put in E.T. 
I'd seen action figures, I'd seen lunch boxes, you know, little toys, that sort of thing. But mm. this is the first time I was watching the film. And it was already magical, but when those kids took off flying on those bikes. I didn't own a bike, I did not ride a bike. But when I saw that there was I can't put into words the the rush, just that feeling when they take off like oh my god. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. It was magical. Mm. I did not know that mm. this world existed. You you have a really small world view. And mm. and Kenya Kenya in the eighties, man, you know. Mm. Nothing there's, there's not much to say. Nothing like it is now. Yeah. Like this Kenya has really, really opened up. Globalization has done its thing mm. here. Mm. But back then, you know, you watched what KBC gave you. And if you're lucky to go to a house, oh gonna video. Hey, when tended to watch commando. Yeah. to watch Rocky, Rocky. to watch Rambo. It was always the mm. you know, the Kung Fu, the action things, but I had not seen anything of this sort before. And I was like, you know, uh, from the mouth of babes, I think somewhere in my the deepest, deepest, deepest part of my heart, I, I, I cried out and I said, God, if there is, if it's possible for a kid on this side of the planet to do that, that's what I want to do. Wow, that's that's <laughs> that's how it began. <laughs> I don't know if you understand how significant that story is because for. And I, I was having a conversation with a friend, so I'm doing some coaching now. Okay, okay. So it's one of the other things I'm doing. So I'm doing coaching, and I'm doing something called solo work coaching. Mm. And and the idea is, if you know where you're feeling stuck, this is a result of the process I went through. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to deal with some of the things that I feel I haven't been able to face, confront, whatever it is. So I went through a process that helped me do that, and now I'm helping other people do the same. Wow. And I was having a conversation with a friend and, I, and I've realized through this coaching process that a lot of our dissatisfaction in adulthood is as a result of our boy or girl dreams at eight, nine years, like a very specific age, eh? mm-hmm. being quashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not having lived those dreams. Mm-hmm. Or lived those desires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that you said that. So desires. the desire is not necessarily the job. Exactly. But it's there's a, there's a certain want exactly. that, that you get at that age, which I feel is so definitive of who we are meant to be. And life just keeps tramping on that dream, you know, pissing on it, mm-hmm. stepping on it, mm-hmm. have elephants sit on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> life just keeps pushing that dream away. And then one day you wake up and you realize I'm so unhappy and so yeah. dissatisfied with oh my, my life. God. <laughs> and you know, just you talking about your dream and those moments. Mm, mm, mm. This is why I'm learning to play this instrument behind me. Ah, right. This is exactly that now at 40, <laughs> trying to Go back to an eight-year-old dream of learning how to play an instrument. Is is that is that when you wanted to play the piano? Was it the piano all the time, or no? It was not always the piano, but it was about music. So yeah. Uh, so maybe my version of the same was. Um, so I never wanted to be an actor, or though I doubled in it a bit. Uh, you, you, did not double, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> um, you killed that. You killed that ish. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you know all these stories. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about uh, listeners. I'll tell you about the first time I met Amani. We'll come to that. Okay, can't wait. So, <laughs> I'm probably 
probably eight or nine actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we're living in. I think we either we just moved to Nakuru, mm-hmm. or we're still in Narok. Yo. My so my folks are both teachers. So my mom was a teacher as well. Oh right, okay. She taught home science. So before that she was a caterer. Then she decided to, so she used to be a caterer for schools. So she decided she wanted to teach. So she was moved from Molo, where she was a caterer at Molo Academy. Whoa. Then called Molo Primary School, <laughs> Pure Box One Thirty One Molo. <laughs> then we went to Narok. So she taught in Narok High. As a as a UT as an untrained teacher, uh-huh. and in Arokai she taught home science. Now it's Narok boys and Maasai girls, and I went to a school there called Anana Primary. <laughs> was, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious. It's true. It's called Anana Primary. Oh man, <laughs> the, the Nigerian in me is just <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's a true story. But it was such a new school when I was in class one. They were building class two. You know, like. <laughs> So you in the first class, yeah, the very first, the very first inaugural, class. yeah, <laughs> and you're in class here, the boy now coming from Molo, oh, it was man. actually uptown, you know, like <laughs> going to Narok, because half the kids in my class were real uh, were Maasai kids with no <laughs> shoes, like just <laughs> wearing uniform for the first time, like wow, yeah, like eighties, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, no, it's eighties, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so they. They are opening up a school, yeah. you know. Uh, there were there were some older schools there. I mean, there's Ole Sankale, which had been there from colonial days. Mm-hmm. Narokai had been there from colonial days. Mm-hmm. Really good school, provincial school at the time, mm-hmm. um, and good facilities as well. Mm-hmm. But the school I was in now is now that get, getting into that private school space. Ah, right. Okay. And um, it was and it really it was. Don't worry, the dogs. Uh, so anyway, <coughs> we hosted some missionaries. Uh-huh. And I remember the missionaries gave me a Walkman when they were leaving. No way. Yeah, yeah. I never had it because my mother took it immediately, <laughs> confiscated it. In fact, <laughs> confiscated. As, as they were giving it to me, she said in Kikuyu, go to get you No, like that was it. It it went. Oh gosh! Did you ever get to listen to it at all? Yeah, I'd, I'd borrow it. Okay, okay. You know, she, she didn't want you listening to devil music. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but they were missionaries, so they gave me Walkman, and it came with a tape. Mm. Immigrants, no way. Edge to edge collection. That is fascinating. It's the one that had like in a. Um, El Shaddai. Yes. Oh, and sing your praise to the Lord. Come on, everybody. And, and it just had like rock, <laughs> Christian music. They, they called it uh, CCM, mm. Contemporary Christian Music. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Emigrant. What, what year was this, dude? 1988 or 89. You owned a Walkman in the year 1988. Yeah, well, not because my parents are rich. Yeah. You know, um, you know this is a kind of thing that regardless of... How you obtained it? Yeah. The fact that you owned something yeah. of that sort. Well, I can't even say I owned it because <laughs> you know it was taken. <laughs> but yes, I was near a workman in the in, in the late eighties. Wow. Wow. So here's a kid with this gadget. I'm an only child mm. of a single mom at the time, mm-hmm. and I think by the time. 
because or or just after she'd gotten married to now my stepdad mm-hmm. and uh, I'm now listening to music on headphones oh wow okay you already know today when you're listening to music on headphones yeah. how how intimate that experience yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah? it's it's transcendental exactly hey, hey, the copywriter came back <laughs> <laughs> he's back he's back <laughs> i needed I needed, I needed some food and hey, coffee hey, no 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 yeah no yeah i'm fully here now so the, <laughs> i was listening to this music and i fell in love with it mm-hmm. completely and i got to because i had those, that i listened to that tape over and over and over and over again and i can't tell you how many times that over and over was yeah i listened to everything in the song wow i listened to the arrangements mm, i mm. listened to the instruments mm. i listened to the vocals i listened to the harmonies mm. i listened to just dissected the songs in my head because that's that's all I'm doing. Yeah. And since then I don't listen to music the same way everybody right, does. Right, right, right. I listen to everything in a song. Yeah. I'll tell you why a song is a good song based on everything that I've been putting it. Mm. So later on, I come I go to high school, so I went to a really good school. I don't know about you. But <laughs> <laughs> and no one's listening who can understand the subtext going on here. <laughs> and like you I went to an academy, you know. <laughs> Which one? Moifosis Academy. <laughs> 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 I'm so happy with myself. Oh, man. <laughs> MFN look on us when you want to Skype, okay. you Skype in the dead of night so that you can allow mm-hmm. enough time for invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Because you guys had wide open spaces yeah, surrounding we did, we you. Had, we had a lot of wide <laughs> so open spaces. So you'll be running for 45 minutes. Oh, you <laughs> Listen, first, you can't, you can't, you, you couldn't escape Mchana because yeah. remember, one, like one side of the school, ah. like an entire length of the school is a military base. <laughs> so you're escaping to where? Where? Yeah. <laughs> Then the other side, the other length is Huruma. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then The other side is Nairobi River. But if you skip through that you go through a slum called Beirut before you get to Buru. And then on the other side was Otaring Road then Dandora. Mm. Basically, you had to be real really gangster. Need to be gangster. To skive school. So in, you could, yeah, you could only sky you could only skive at night. <laughs> that was it's true. But even that skiving at night that was yeah, what zero levels. Yeah. 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 You had to be really gangster. Hey, okay. <laughs> Did you ever? No. <laughs> Well, yes. But I never skived. I never sk- you know there was those of us, there were people who are known for skiving at night, you know the bad boys in like, even even the watches knew them. You saw these guys near fence, you know this guy is trying he's trying to figure out how he's going to skive. Mm-hmm. People like us were never suspected. All right. So what we did is walked out of school. Right. Yeah. That is smart. Yeah, you just walk out. And everyone is sure you this guy must be legitimately walking out of school. Amani, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is how most of your life has worked out. By just by just walking out or walking in. <laughs> yeah, like why not? It's true. Why not? It's There's something. a door. Let me mm. just walk in and see how this works yeah, out. Yeah. It's true. I've never had a plan. <laughs> I've never been prepared for most right, of the opportunities. Right. It's just if the door is open, then you're like, okay. Then you walk in. 
Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but then I skipped school like that. I walked out. And past the gate, past the Wachi said hi to him, like walked out. So how did you come back in? That was a problem. <laughs> 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 that right there was a challenge. <laughs> so they oh. never refused you to come back in, but now you say you've forgotten your chi- your permission mm, to or whatever. Exactly, then. yeah. So you write your name uh, so that your name now is given to the teachers so that they'll follow up. Because right. you're, you're walking back on a Sunday, teachers are at home. Oh, right. So You just I, I left school on a Saturday came back on Sunday and I went home I went home and gave my folks a story about I, I can't remember why I'm out of but I gave them a story I just wanted to eat bread sleep in my bed you know like I, I wanted some people will things. never understand yeah and then and then I walked back on Sunday with now more food <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because you also wanted stash yeah yeah. yeah yeah so so you'd write your name on the gate and then that name is given to the teacher on duty mm. and the teacher on duty now either that evening or on Monday morning would ask to see this the, the, the documentation yeah, yeah, yeah. The documentation yeah so what would happen <laughs> is that even if you skyped at night and walked back to school in the morning <laughs> and you wrote your name at the gate these names all of them would be a teacher would have like five six names of guys who <laughs> came back on Sunday and he'd like to see them for permission and he'd open this sheet and say boys you need to stop playing these games what names are these Potassium permanganate come out. Oh man. Sodium chloride drug. You know like <laughs> You know I do that uh, with the slips the, the books. Oh, yeah, the, watch, the watches books now. You write you write. My 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 name of choice is Justus. Mm-hmm. But the last name is Lig. <laughs> Justus Lig. Justus Lig. <laughs> Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> Just as Liggy. That's actually the name Just as Liggy. I potassium permanganate is funny as heck. Yeah, as, I as mean you're though. in high school so you're using what you're learning <laughs> exactly. every day. It's, you know, it's topical. It's topical. It's Anyway, so I go to high school oh, and man. I couldn't study music because my mom who was a teacher mm. but now she's in Akuru. Uh, the school she taught in or maybe at that time just generally case see music didn't do well mm-hmm. and so she didn't think I should study music because it was not gonna do I was, I was gonna fail yeah yeah I get that so I couldn't study music and I I mean MFA had a strong oh, man. music oh, program like tragedy strong bro mm-hmm. so I'm here stifling this mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. while it's in front of me that's been painful man But somehow Dimush, our music teacher, sort of saw. Ati, what a- His name was Dimush. <laughs> He was uh, Dimba. Somehow okay. Dimba. Uh, and, and so we used to call him Dimush. <coughs> Dimush, so, so, so I joined the music club. Right. I have to say that my primo teacher, music teacher, affirmed that music. The, the, the gift the here, gift. this, this, this yeah, intuition. Yeah. So I used to be the one who would hold her key for her. Like, for example, if you're going for music fest, and she's like what key was it amani had going because ah. i'd wow. remember the key like it was ingrained so i was like the, i was the keyboard and this is even if you'd had you'd been thrown like you know you'd had other tunes and keys that would yeah, throw yeah. you so off, i mean we're doing music first today yeah uh, but maybe the last time we pracode was yesterday and you'd remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Damn. i can even today when i play the keyboard a lot of it is by ear Wow. I'm able to follow a melody yeah. before I even figure out like what chords. Yeah. I need to play. I can follow the melody and find it. Right, right, right. So, 
So Dimosh figured when I joined the music club, because now music club was about choir, it was about singing, you didn't have to be a music student to mm. do it. So he figured I liked music and that maybe I had a gift for it. And so he let me start doing piano. Right. And he just, he, he didn't spend time teaching, but he'd, sp- he'd showed me tricks and things, you know? So, so he showed me how to hold chords and you know, just things slowly. So by the time I was leaving high school, I could play a bit of piano. I wanted to study music in this time. Of course, the answer was no. Oh, so, yeah? yeah. Why? You can't, you can't build a career from music. Okay. Who, who said no? Was it your folks too? Mm. Okay, got it. So the compromise was communication, which I'm glad I did because I didn't realize I had a flair for it <laughs> until I went in. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, you, yes, you're on I, stage, you're I, acting, I, you're I doing all have. these things, but I, I, I unless someone understand calls what you're it saying. out I understand you, what you're saying. you don't realize that you have it. I understand what you're saying. You know? But yeah. some, if someone said, like, yeah. you're seamstress, yeah. hey, maybe you could do this. Maybe yeah. you could do this. Absolutely. Then maybe you're like, oh, I, I have a... I have a skill here. Yeah, yeah. So it's when I was in Deo. So this one, I think my folks made the right call to get me to do communication. Mm. Because when I was in Deo and we, we got into communication classes, one called communication and culture, INS, and even my, my language classes, English. Like, I was, I was a natural. It made sense. It excited me. It was in Deo that I first emceed for a gig. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, dude. If you told me you said I'm seeing at age seven, I'd be like, yeah, like of I course. was on stage at age seven acting. Ah, right. But church plays and things, yeah. just like that. But mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. not emceeing. Mm. But the that that environment sort of opened up for me. I wanted to do a minor in music, so I started. I started, but then chums ran out when we were in the O, and I had to leave. Oh, so no. I never graduated. I didn't know that was the reason. Yeah. And so now, that dream again, that music dream, remember, it's being stifled mm. all along. Mm. You know, there's, Primo, you get this teacher mm. who farms high school, mm. you can't do it, mm. but someone has like a dream mm. for you, helps you do something. Mm. Same, even when I was in, I remember my music teacher in this, I was Mrs. Omoyo. Every class I did of hers, I got an A. You know, like, I was, I was acing, mm. but, that was me being a rebel. I see. You understand? I understand. So I couldn't pursue a music career. Yeah, I understand. Instead, I kept this uh, side of entertainment, artist management, right. managing clubs. <laughs> that was my way of expressing this oh, music wow. side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because. I'm not supposed to do it. Yeah. So what I ended up doing as a career is now getting to communication. Right. Into marketing, into advertising, into corporate comms. You know. Yeah. So yeah. so that the formal path. Yes. So yes, to speak. Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. So now at forty, my rebellion <laughs> has come back. I've said, screw it, I'm gonna play. <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Yeah. If if you have a dream that's been deferred so many times. I was literally having this conversation with someone yesterday. Is, mm. Do you find that there's a voice in your head that is giving you a million reasons why you shouldn't be doing it? Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, I mean, when I look at my life, and you're right, I've done a lot of great things, or 
things I could I shouldn't have been doing I see. by my setup because I, right. I just walked up the door. Because I mean, <laughs> I'm a shag's kid, so you've had <laughs> Molo, Narok, Nakuru. Even by the time uh, now I'm coming to Doni, when now you're getting to meet me uh, post high school or around that time. Oh, was that when you moved into town? We moved into town when I was in high school. Right. So I came to in '95 when I when I was in Form One. Right. That's when we moved to Nairobi. Right. Right. Though I mean, every holiday before that, I'd been in Nairobi. Yeah. So I was here every. Each of the three holidays mm. per year, every year in my primo, I was in Nairobi. I was in Buru mm-hmm. with my cousins. Mm-hmm. But we didn't live here. Mm. So me, I'm a shag's kid. Mm-hmm. Came here and then was thrown to Doni. So again, it's Lando. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so by my setup, there's nothing that should have... Some of the places I've been... Right. <laughs> like, my, my setup, my background could not have afforded that, mm. you know. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. I'm grateful for the doors out I've walked in. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older and I grew more responsible, I couldn't keep following, chasing that dream, like that music dream, uh, I, the, that I side of you. expression. I wanted to do comedy. Uh-huh. I think I'm funny. <laughs> no, I'm, I, know, I know I'm amongst the few people who think I'm funny, <laughs> but, you know, like... I, I don't think you're not funny, Amani. You see, exactly. I don't. I, I think I actually think you're genuinely funny. You, you just have the same material from 1999 when I met you. That's that's the only. That's true. I would say, I would say allow yourself to grow. <laughs> I've refused to grow do, do, material. Do you still do you still do you still crack the Sakaria joke? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think I even cracked it last week. No. <laughs> do you still say I miss you like a target? Yeah. Oh my God! You still say that? I used it yesterday. No way! <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. What here? You, you used Mugash. to say that in the year of our Lord, 1999, and I must say, I've gotten dates <laughs> as a result of my 1999 humor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't know. I wasn't a comedian back then. So, yeah. <laughs> so but all this, I have wow. reasons to answer your question. I've had reasons not to follow the streams. Absolutely. Responsibility. Yeah. The image that now mm. I have of a serious businessman mm-hmm. or that when I'm doing corporate comms, the company that I represent mm. cannot mm. be seen to be doing this mm. mas, ma, this not serious this whimsical things. Exactly, things. Whimsical, that's a word. Yeah, yeah. It would never have come to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tunasaidiana. <laughs> Tunasaidiana. <laughs> then I'm a parent. Yeah. Then at some point, I'm like, you know, just fend for your family, you know? Yeah. Now all though, all the reasons make sense. Now, though, mm. I'm glad my kids are seeing me learn piano now. Mm. You know? Because I'm telling them follow your heart, follow your dream. Mm. So there's other things I'm communicating now. Mm, I see that. That I've gotten to an age where I've learned that those voices are not always right. They might seem reasonable, mm. but they're not right. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily right. Mm-hmm. I, I used to watch people like uh, Makta Diop. The, he was, he was uh, heading the World Bank, mm-hmm. but he'd play the bass. Mm. <laughs> you know 
there was a German ambassador who used to jam with with musicians, but he was he was called Wolfgang something, and I'm like. Why can't I have a serious life mm. and a fun life and true. they coexist? True, true. You know? Um, our very own, God rest his soul, um, Safari Com CEO, yeah, Bob Polymore. Bob, Bob was, was a musician first. Exactly. Yeah. So, so now, I mean, I, I still feel like I'm rebelling. Wow. Can, can you imagine that, dude? Yeah. Forty-year-old independent man, and it still feels like following your heart is rebellion. Can imagine. Yeah, yeah. But I get I'm that. doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What what's what's the what's the whole process of learning been like? Um, the the whole thing. It's it's cool. It's okay. okay. They are now. Yeah. Eating up their dog dog bed. So that dog basket has been. Uh, it's being eaten up slowly. Okay. I I got one for Superfly, but I've been afraid of having him for the same reason having him use it because. Well, I was wondering that they're just gonna eat it. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm that's like, that's okay. the life cycle. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. How, how how does it feel being awkward at it, being suck, sucking at it? I, and I'm I'm saying this. I'm I'm glad we're having this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Amani, there's nothing that I fear more than sucking at things. And and learning things means that for a significant yeah. amount of time, you're gonna be terrible at it. And 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 the part of you that knows what you need to sound like. Or need to look like playing it, or what the output ought to be, knows exactly how far away you are. I am so far because I've just started ah. at the beginning of this year, so I'm far right from where I want to be, right. or where I'd hope to be. Right. So I know that feeling because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I I, I have um, two maybe divergent fi- feelings about it. Okay. One, it's frustrating. I'm sure it's very frustrating, and I'm uku learning with the University of YouTube, so you need to understand oh, right. that sometimes, any the guy is explaining, I'm doing, is explaining, then he shows me what the result should be, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I have this instant expectation of by the time I'm done with a 15-minute <coughs> video, I should be at that <laughs> at that level of play. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it's demanding a lot of practice hmm. how much time are you putting in i'm putting at least an hour a day yeah uh there are times i do more yeah uh when i have more time mm. but at least an hour a day so I, i'll move the keyboard to that small table over there mm-hmm. so that i'm in front of the tv and i'm learning what i see okay but as you can see i have a cheat sheet for the chords yes so i can I'm see that just when i want to know what a major chord or a minor chord is right. and hold it and s- learn the progression so i mean i'm i'm learning mm-hmm and I do have a teacher on standby, but I told him once I can afford you, I'll call you. <laughs> I can afford you. Um, wow. So it's frustrating. Mm. Very frustrating. That's one. That's one. The other emotion I feel is I don't give a hoot. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I've learned something over time that I need to allow myself to be bad at something mm-hmm. so that I can be good at it. Where to the wise? Um, the, none of the skills that I have right now did I start at by being great at it. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I started by being, but sucking at it. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but then over time, because I don't judge myself for sucking, I allow myself to learn. Mm-hmm. And with time then, 
that becomes I become better at it. And I actually saw a TED talk that I found it. Mm-hmm. And this lady was talking about how she wanted to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. And during COVID when quarantine started, she set herself goals mm-hmm. of how much she was going to run because there's time. Mm-hmm. And she tried running those like 10 kilometers, <laughs> at, you know, when you start off and no, no. And, no and she was way. a runner, not, uh-huh. not that she wasn't a runner, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't working. Yeah. She decided she was going to do like run five minutes. Okay. And then go home and then just run five minutes and then go home. And she did that and then she started enjoying the five minutes oh, right. and the five became 10. Shaka. Shaka. <laughs> this Sit. is this is our life. Sit. Superfly, come here. Superfly down. Hey, look at our lives, down, man. Down, down, down. Good boy. Down. <coughs> anyway, so she started to enjoy the five minutes. Yeah, and then five became ten. Ten became fifteen, and that's because she allowed herself to do only what she could do that right. day. Right. And that's what that's what it is. Just allowing yourself to do what you can. I need today. to watch this TED talk. I I'll, I'll, I can't remember what her name is, but I'll find. That's it. fine. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But the the beauty of that process mm-hmm. is that for me today, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm still a much better piano learner, a piano exactly, player, exactly. Uh, than I was at the beginning of the year yeah, when yeah. I was doing nothing. You're right. So today you, I'm better. Yeah. Because I've done something. Which is better than doing nothing, right? So if, if you're trying to work out and you want to be able to do ten push-ups a day, but you can only do two, just do those two. Do the two because the two are better than doing. Nothing. True, true. Sorry. <laughs> this is for emphasis. For emphasis, because <laughs> the two are better than doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that's what she that's what she encouraged me mm, to do. And so mm. I found that she just affirmed something I've always done with my life. Mm. Try. Mm-hmm. Try again. Mm. Try again. So yes. It feels bad that I sat on Sunday I was in church and I was watching a guy called Bithi play mm-hmm. on the keys mm-hmm. and he's so good. <laughs> and I just wanted to just <laughs> play like him. And like I he was playing instead of me worshipping, just thinking, Shucks, that nigga plays well. <laughs> you know? Uh, and and that's all I wanted. Like I was it was I was immersed in his right. playing. Right. And I felt bad that I can't play like mm-hmm. that. But yesterday, mm-hmm. when I was trying to play When I Was Your Man by Bruno Mars, <laughs> uh, I was following the chords as they are. Right, right. And I'm like, mm, I can tell one of my exes when I was your man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Do you, do you, do you feel, is, is there like a sensation to, I, I don't know if you've gotten to the point where you, 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 you find a little tiny bit of the zone. Have you like going into the zone? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I have, and that's that's some. And when I sing, so sometimes more like when I'm practicing piano, mm-hmm. and I have time, and I can't stop, wow. you know, and 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 I'm and I'm just following, following either a chord progression, or like I've learned these four chords that you can play like a hundred songs to, mm-hmm. uh, so. You just keep going to the next song and the next song. So you're doing the same four chords on repeat and on repeat and on repeat right. and you're in a zone now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, and I'm enjoying it. I think I know that feeling. It's a feeling that 
that that euphoric feeling that you mm. you you've mm. just got you've caught the wave and you're riding it now mm. and and you don't know what's leading what are you leading the feelings the feeling leading you you don't know it's it's it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling it's a very good space and and i feel i've always felt like um creativity is a divine thing man and that flow is your is going to sound a bit weird is your future maestro calling mm. your present novice Mm. In, in, into 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 this, this 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 is where you ought to be. So come 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 come. It's like a call from hey. future you. Preach. Hey, guys. And <laughs> you have unleashed the word. Hmm? <laughs> and, and the beautiful thing about it, dude, is is when you're in the zone. And the reason why they call it the zone is that there's there's some things, there's some rules, mm. some physical, some some physical rules that keep us on this. On this plane, on mm. this athlete plane, you know mm. the ones that have us feel mm. hot when it's hot, cold when it's cold. If you step off somewhere, <coughs> it's like a drop. You're gonna fall. You mm. know gravity, all of that stuff. But when you're in the zone and time, of course, the mm. time, the, the one thing that seems this thing in our head that we're, we're 40 years old, yeah. Namani, thinking, yeah. and I'm sure to the you know 40 plus. There's these times when you sit and you think, I think my time is up. Yeah. I think I think the best of it of has yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. My best work is behind me, or my best life is behind me. Mm. This is construct called time. Yeah. And when you're in the flow, time ceases to exist. Mm. So it is actually possible that your future you can meet your present you and say, that's it, that's it. And when you become the maestro, you can look back on that time and be like, yeah, that's the dude. I remember that dude because if it wasn't for him, in 2021 January, struggling. Mm with those chords I wouldn't be where I am now your story has encouraged me is what I'm saying because because yeah here's to sucking at things see that, guy. that future maestro I yeah. can see him like I've, I've yeah. met him I've met him a couple you've of times yeah. you've met him you've met him that's, so that's cool. beautiful that's so cool <laughs> wow okay alright um, so uh, this dogs anyway let's, let's keep going let's carry on oh, man, um, I'm, i'm enjoying this conversation so <laughs> i think you're like a year or two older than me uh no no i'm 40 40 this year 40 uh, well i'm 40, 40, 40 i'm 41 this year okay so yeah. i'm 40 this year you're 40 this year yeah, okay this year. right uh, uh when when in, in august okay yeah you uh june june yeah. so yeah maybe a year older mm. um because you're one of the few guys in a in a in a circle mm-hmm. but also age bracket mm-hmm. who's just held out on this single life <laughs> oh man are we going there <laughs> mugash oh, in man. a rush come a crash <laughs> that's an one from 99 turn the kobash just before you hush oh my god answer this question mugash you've held out held out any you guy you've held out strong eh? <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know I, i didn't know it i was thinking about this interview this morning and i never really pre-plan you mm-hmm. know this this conversations right but i was like you never got married no i didn't i don't know i don't know if you're framing that like as a is that a bad achi- thing? achievement yeah, no it yeah. sounds like it's an achievement it could be well <laughs> <laughs> It might, be, it might be an achievement. Ah, uh, who knows? No, but I'm just like, tell me what that journey has been like. I, I've never, I've actually never been asked what 
a journey in singlehood has been like mm. because usually you know the question is for the other side yeah. what has your marriage journey been like or yeah. what has your uh, separation or divorce journey or remarrying journey but not you know mm. um, single because single, that's yeah. that's how we appear in the world and it's our default state so what journey are we talking about it's it's been oh man what do i say <laughs> it's it's been cool i mean it's been my life yeah but there's been a, i'm sure there's been a series of choices oh absolutely that have gotten you here <laughs> probably <laughs> probably great choices because then you know in some ways unscathed <laughs> um, in some ways you know <laughs> in some ways in some you're ways. right in some yeah. ways in some ways um so first are you happy being single? Yes. This you're you're comfort you're comfortable, you're content. I am. That's Indeed. very good. I am. And 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 content in a way that I I think I think people need to look at contentment as and I think Paul put it brilliantly in the mm-hmm. Bible when he mm-hmm. says I have learned to be content in all situations. Mm-hmm. What I hear, what I read when I, you know, what I what I get from him when when I read that is that it's not like he doesn't have other choices mm. he recognizes that the other choices are there mm. uh, this is coming to an end now and i'm glad um there's a sort of binary that existed when it came to you know when you're getting into full into your adulthood years yeah. you're either single mm. or you're married mm-hmm. there's one or the other mm-hmm. and and we didn't ever acknowledge the variety of ways that you could live yeah so for instance, um let's talk about how in our church upbringing that marriage was considered this not just a rite of passage mm. but a divine duty, a divine calling, yeah. a divine victory. Yeah. Um so that singlehood was something that you conquered. Yeah. Yes. And got over and got past. Mm. And singlehood denoted a lot of things. It denoted uh, a lack of maturity, a lack of focus. Mm. Um, I'm not saying these things don't exist. They're, they're there, but they're not everything. It's not, it's not, as, it's not as, as, uh, big as it was no. these days. No, it's not. Yeah. No, right now, I think people are acknowledging that there's an entire story, an entire spectrum yeah. to the and, ways and that, that you can, can exist. Successful single. Successfully single. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I ap- appreciate the the fact that we've changed somewhat mm. in that regard um so i can say that yes i have seen mm. that marriage was an option but it wasn't an option that i wanted to take at that time mm. now a lot you know people are like oh gosh are you single i get that question so many times and i don't know how to answer that question you know mm. i i don't want to turn it around and ask you why are you married i don't know people are ready uh, no, do you know what i'm going to ask that question now yeah i, I did a whole series and asked guys like why did you get married what did they say? You need to listen to it. I will. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I will. I, think I will. First, I remember. It should be somewhere in the first maybe ten or fifteen episodes. I'm, I'm gonna go. Yeah. And look for it. I, and and here's what's surprising is that, and why that's a good question to ask. There's a lot of people who don't have solid reasons as to why they're married. Wow. Number two. A lot of the the reason I asked that question then was because. The guys in my circle who were no longer married, mm-hmm. at that time, all of them felt that they got married as a sense of some form of compulsion. Wow. And so later, yeah, when the proverbial poop <laughs> hit the proverbial fun, <laughs> uh, they didn't have the stamina 
mm-hmm. or even the reason or even the motivation mm-hmm. to fight for their marriages because they didn't even want to be there in the first place. Ah man. I can't imagine how frustrating that yeah, is. Yeah, so you 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 look at I got married because of pressure from the family, I got married uh-huh. because of pressure from church, I got married because I trying to prove a point to my dad. I got married because I had a child. Uh-huh. You know, you know, you you sort of right. find that the decision to get married had some sense of compulsion. Yeah. Not choice. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's frustrating for all parties involved, man. I can't imagine what their marriage homes were like, what their wives uh, were like. Usually, it, it works for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, like when you talked about the... Yeah, it works for a while. And then when... Because trouble is going to come. Yeah. By default, it's going to mm-hmm. come because mm-hmm. you're two different people, mm-hmm. two, two different upbringings. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have some form of conflict. Mm-hmm. And that conflict happens. It's part of the process is that I really like this one, so I'm going to figure out how to manage this conflict. Mm-hmm. I really love this woman, so um, despite this conflict, I'm going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or as not even supposed to be here in the first place. <laughs> Why am I taking this proverbial poop? <laughs> oh. Yeah. That 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 said, you know. <coughs> if if there's um it's 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 in, it's interesting being single in this Nairobi. Mm. It's an interesting thing. I'm I'm not even talking about what the the, the dating scene. I'm talking yeah. about just being single. Just being single. I, I mean, I'm surrounded by again I have to acknowledge um our upbringings, uh our formative years being spent mm. in the church. Mm. Meaning that now at at age 40 all these years later I find I'm unpacking a lot of things mm. that were not true to my, my, my to me mm. yeah that they were not my truth i was not living in truth at all yeah. there's a lot of stuff that was at best at best false but at the very worst extremely toxic and yeah. debilitating mm. and i have to get Past over that things, stuff yeah. yeah i do i have to meet and and, and and face that person and be like wow man mm. first of all dude i'm sorry i forgive you may i love you still mm. and and then i have to also confront the fact that i hurt people mm. and there's a week you know a week of broken hearts and i'm not just talking about women eh? i'm not just talking about women i dated i'm just talking about the attitude that you approached life with then was inaccurate in a way that uh-huh. if you held on to it just like you said there's bound to be some breakage somewhere mm. and how do you deal with that breakage so so anyway i i, I for me it started with a, a lot of my friends were dating i haven't dated much in my life mm. oh really very little very very little oh, wow. i mean i mean i've been single and single wow. not single not just single and married but single as in not in relationships wow but this is not to say that my social life has not been a fulfilling one mm. it could still I mean, do a lot better you probably have better social life than most of us <laughs> i'm grateful mm-hmm. oh man it it sort of had to hit a reset you know with corona and everything mm-hmm. but it's still it's still been a blessed time i'm still mm-hmm. very blessed to know a lot of people friends acquaintances um you know the full spectrum mm-hmm. um so so i have watched people get into relationships i've seen people older than me get married there's a lot of people older than me getting married and then you know, we approach we approach mm. we approach and mm. soon it's your people yeah, getting married yeah. and then you're there for a bit for a few years and then soon it's the people younger than you getting married yeah. and now um i think i'm pretty much stuck in the places a lot of younger people getting married yeah. and a lot of my people of my age are either married or divorced mm. there's not many single ones mm. 
So I become something of a a unicorn. <laughs> Interestingly enough though, as a male, yeah. I have a lot of female friends who are still single. Still. Of course there's those who are married, there's those who are divorced, so but a least. lot of them are <laughs> you know them, they are mutual friends. <laughs> um so this this is this is how I'm going to answer your question, uh, Amani. I've I've gotten to the point um right now where I have asked the same question. Why have I been single for so long? Mm. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there was some things in my psyche, some ways I was underdeveloped emotionally, some wounds that I had to get over, some lies about myself that I've believed for so long. Mm. And I'm telling you, dude, this is 2021 work. I'm not talking about like... Bro, that's been my, my 2019, 2020 work. So, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm in the same place. You understand? Yeah. And you've been, mm. you've been there, I mean. Mm. Oh, it's, it's work I'm still currently doing. Oh, man. So, so recognizing that, um, the, the only thing I can tell you now is that everything happens at the time it is supposed to happen. Mm. I am tired of this, 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 this uh, d- divergent view Um this this duality that that particularly Christians allow mm. everything in God's time, but do it now. Mm. You know, God is going to bring that special person, but wow. do it now. So how what what the pressure is coming from two directions? Uh, you, you, you're telling me that you there's a divine a <laughs> <laughs> that there's a divine there's a divine timing yeah. to everything. Mm. That there's that the universe works in a certain way, mm. and what needs to come to you is going to come to you what mm. you're desiring is also approaching you yeah. with the same desire mm. but now. fulfill this next part of your rite of passage in becoming a fully realized christian individual by meeting you know by 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 by, by taking this person and, and becoming and becoming one and, and and i've never seen more incomplete people trying to be one it, it's it's what is this <laughs> now big ups to those who found themselves getting into this thing incomplete and found their completeness those are true warriors i have friends who are in very 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 happy very fulfilling very consequential marriages it's taken a lot of work and and big ups to them but i also know people for whom marriage became this this ugly ugly thing from which they have to recover and find completeness on their own is any of these stories more legit than the other? No. Because it doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what I feel or I say, that's the reality of it. And 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 I get to choose the reality of who I am. And I get to accept the fact that I'm 40 years old, single, don't have kids. I still want to have kids. Um <laughs> as to whether I want to get married, yes, I do. Uh, but it's, it's just my my idea of it is a little bit different from what the convention is. That's all I'll say about that. But that too is legitimate. I really wish we allowed everyone the legitimacy to be who they are as individuals because when you do that, they can get into that legitimate they can get into a union with that legitimacy and accept the other person's legitimacy. So you're not fighting for who's more legitimate. All you are is celebrating the coming together of two people whose legitimacy is here, present, and what do we do next? <laughs> you there? <laughs> Mind blown emoji. 
Oh, man. Um. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Being single this long will teach you things like that. Yeah. No, no, I understand. <laughs> you know, I love to listen to this again. Me too. Yeah, because there's you've said such important things, bro. Thank you, Amani. Um the number of incomplete people mm. I have seen trying to become one that that statement will live with me forever. Mm-hmm. And just because I see it mm. so often mm. And now I'm seeing two incompletes become one bigger incomplete. Exactly. So That's what happens. What? You magnify the incompleteness. Yeah. And then when you have two people who are very... Uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Uh, um, and now I'm losing the words. Sentient? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Sentient? Anyway, these people have an awareness. You have an awareness. Um, you have the power of empathy. You have the power of observation. Mm. And you have the power of communication. And they can call out the incompleteness of their partner a lot easier than they can call out their own. Mm. Because our incompleteness is a scary thing. I can say that for myself. It's a scary, scary thing. It And everything, you know, I love the co- 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 completeness, like the connectedness of everything. You have had to deal as a piano player in the making, the incompleteness of you right now mm. and say, you know, we keep moving mm-hmm. regardless. Mm. Th- that's the personal journey I think a lot of people did not take. So when you're getting into a place where someone else's incompleteness is apparent to you and you can focus entirely mm. <laughs> on that, on their flaws, where yeah. they can focus entirely yeah, on yeah. yours, what kind of union is that, man? Yeah. Hey. I'm not saying I have it perfected. I'm not saying that I have the completeness down. No, and, and, and I don't even know if completeness is the goal, but I think it's the awareness of my incompleteness. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I don't know if I'm ever going to be complete. complete. Yeah. yeah. But I think the awareness of my incompleteness and working towards it gives me the humility mm-hmm. to also mm-hmm. accept mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my partner's incompleteness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, as if she's in her own journey of awareness and, yeah. and growth, then we can partner yeah. in that way, yeah. in, in helping each other grow. Mm. But when you're unaware mm. of your own... <coughs> unaware, you know, unaware. Yeah. When you're unaware of your yeah. own... Uh, I just want to say it, shit. Mm. And then the... But you're, you can you can see the other person mm. and focus on it. Yeah, You're never going to grow. Yep. Never gonna okay. So <laughs> it's uh, you almost recrawled your people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man. So and I hear you about how maybe not a complete Christian you are because you're not married. <laughs> imagine that I am not a complete Christian because I'm not married. Yeah, yeah. Oh then my God! I'm, can you imagine? Then I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> some parts missing. Um, but have you felt like an incomplete man? Yeah, I have. I didn't have the words for it. I didn't have the vocabulary for mm. it. Um, I there, there's there's two in the, in this journey. There's two things I needed to realize. One that my incompleteness is not a unique thing to me. Mm. I, I I felt like I was in this like pigeonhole where it was just me. Everyone you know everyone walks around and fronts like they are. Yeah. But there's there's a certain uh, you know th- th- thank goodness for the 21st century. A lot of people talk about you know social media. Social media has us curating our lives and presenting our highlight reel when everyone else is going through their blooper reel. Yeah. Um, and, and there's that. Mm. Yes, of course that 
social media has shown up and has become something that if you don't look out is something extremely dangerous and a threat to mm. humanity as mm. we know it mm. um and that's not hyperbole we have seen it yeah um but on the other hand there's a certain vulnerability that humans are allowing themselves now a certain i'm not thereness mm. that when we acknowledge it and we call it out we realize that this is part of the human condition and this mm. is part of the whole journey and so why on earth would i start to demonize what is a very natural process and that's those, those two things need to coexist mm. i'm not i'm not going to be able to see I, i'm not I'm, I, how will i appreciate where i've come from mm. if i'm not acknowledging the fact that i'm on a journey in the first place um i i i'm i'm in therapy now mm-hmm. and and, and uh, i think everyone needs and i think everyone have, needs to do that just have a therapist on call i i, I you know, really just, yeah. honestly believe mm-hmm. that um um and 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 i remember once oh my god i remember okay, our sessions can get a little bit dramatic uh we we do them over video call mm-hmm. so i'm in the comfort of my of, of my living room mm-hmm. so i'll have a notebook next to me she says something that i think i need to note down and think about later on but there was a time i remember during one session where i picked up that notebook and started slamming the couch with it and you know picked up a cushion started slamming everything and i was like oh you know i'm not going to swear but i was like you know swearing all over the place and she you know watched and it wasn't anything that she was surprised by mm-hmm. she sees this ha- happen all the time mm-hmm. and and after i was done she asked so what, what is that about mm-hmm. and i say you've said things to me that I, i i look back on my life and realize how unfair mm. i've been to myself mm. because i had this very warped view of how life is and who i am mm. and and i feel like i've wasted so much time and she said but why would you look at the journey that you've come on and cast the road that you've been on mm. just the mere fact that you are seeing some progression happening means that you are doing the work mm. do not curse your journey don't look at the past and look at that past past person and think mm. man who was that and i really hope i'm speaking to someone here who because this has been my life where where I, i i thought that self-flagellating you know beating yourself up was the highest form of virtue mm. and i realized i was being completely unfair to myself and this not not just years these decades wasted because i decided i was going to live my life that way but she says do not cast the road you're on and this is when i started acknowledging that anyway this is a journey mm. so i can look back on that road and see wow man we've come from some terrible places but i'm not there now and to to pick up on this maestro thing that we said somehow in the future there's someone a, a, a mugambi who is as much mugambi as the mugambi speaking to you right now mm. who's calling out this mugambi and saying keep going keep doing this is the doing, process yeah. this yeah. is the process I'm I'm saying these words as much to myself as I'm saying them to you or to your listeners. Mm. I have to trust every single day that this journey is leading to somewhere good. Why? Because I'm the one walking it. No one's walking it for me now. I can finally question those things where wait, why do I believe this thing? I don't know. Gosh, yeah, why 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 did I believe I'll start with something simple. Why did I believe for the longest time that crying was weak- weakness? Why, why did I think that? Mm. Um can I show compassion for myself now uh for being the person that cried then? Mm. Does that enable me to cry now? Oh yeah, I can freely. 
but then it also enables me to extend such grace and courtesy to those people that gave me all those lies mm-hmm. and think I I I inherited a lie from you. I really want to know where you inherited that lie from. And that opens up understanding and I'm able to build a bridge to so many people in that way. You're so enlightened. Huh? <laughs> It's a journey. <laughs> What? <laughs> It's a journey. <clears throat> It's, it's, a, it's a difficult, difficult, painful journey. I mean, I think, I think this is what 2020 was for so many people. Just breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. But you know, what's the stuff that's breaking down? You, you feel pain because you felt that that was a part of you. Then you realize it's broken, but I'm still here. So who's the person observing the breakage? Who's that person? And then you start paying attention to that person. Who's this observer? I realize that observer is as much you as the person who was suffering was. And I think that there is the foundations of the freedom from suffering which is not to say that you're not suffering it's not yeah, to say that you're not suffering you're able to see exactly you're able to observe and you know what's happening <laughs> bro I, i need something stronger than what, what to <laughs> after this maybe <laughs> how did you survive 2020 your industry much as much as mine mm-hmm. you know was rendered um you know a grant to a halt yeah it in, did in, in, in more in more ways than one Man. <laughs> um and and you guys are uh, i'm saying you guys i'm like you the cool the cool kids mugashi <laughs> you're the cool kids i don't know you're calling me the cool kids i've called you this on cool stage kids before. Uno. Yeah, yeah yeah you're the cool kids akina mugashi oh yeah yeah There's a whole bunch of you guys <laughs> that I've always wanted to fit in with. Then I realized it will never happen. <laughs> so I just chilled and just away from afar. You are Kenyan Bithi. Your Bithi is coolness personified, yeah. man. I look at that dude I'm like, "What the hell, man? How do you It's so like blinking. I'm like, "Blink, exactly. you want to go to the same high school, but you you exude like a special coolness, no, man." I, I can't remember where I was with Blinky just uh, not too long ago. And just he just like as you we were talking i could feel coolness just <laughs> just oozing just oozing just from him yeah just enjoying this <laughs> yeah he's a he's a vibe man he is he really is oh and i remember where we were what uh global guy talk um something that the Swedish ambassadors deputy Swedish ambassadors doing for just giving spaces for guys to talk. Yeah, It's cool. actually very Please cool. invite me for the next one. Uh, if possible. Them to invite you. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's very cool. Send send them send them this. I, I will. I will <laughs> by the way. He, he's been on my pod. So Ah, okay. Cool. He, we did it. So, yeah, I mean I I think I think this would be a good time to say how how I, I met you in my earliest memory oh, of meeting yes. a man. Oh, okay. Because because dude, when when I met you you were and I think you still are. Um I, I mean even coolness is a spectrum dude and and I think you occupy a very yeah a, it's a, you, you occupy a special part of coolness that is not acknowledged enough so so anyway, I'll, I'll I'll come to that but mm-hmm. um I I met you at uh what's now Sitam Valley Road mm. um back then we called it Nairobi Pentecostal Church of Pente yeah. and um uh 1999 Uh, we were fresh out of high school mm. and uh, you remember the christian establishment at that time yep. both within school and out of school was do not let them backslide yep. <laughs> excuse me 
um, don't let them lose their faith. Because they've been cocooned in their CUs, Mm. in their schools, and Mm. that's the only world they know. Open them up to the world and it might potentially just F them up completely. And, dude, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you are at that epic party. (laughs) At the epic party December 1998. Mm-hmm. End of year, there was an epic party that took place at Splash when Splash was. Uh, I, I didn't go. I couldn't go. Ah, right. Also, Christian parents. Okay. Yeah, so I, I couldn't go. Fortunately, and then uh-huh. also as a Christian, I was too. No, you are not the kind of Christian I was. This one judged everyone who went to the ah, party. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have been the one judging, but mm-hmm. somehow there was like a thing. I don't know. There's like a feeling inside that made it okay for That's a lot you of us. Yeah, first thing I went to do when I went when I went to USAU was I joined the Christian Nini there. Yeah, but you see, people who went to USAU already had li- liberal thoughts. <laughs> us guys going to Desta, we knew from one church to another. <laughs> oh, how Desta oh, has fallen. Anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember um attending that party and yeah. there's a lot of Christians there and I remember meeting a lot of people who I had met at the CUs mm. and they had a pint in their hand mm. you know mm. and you could tell they were experimenting for the first time or some people yeah. this is what their life had been and dude we wilded out money I didn't do anything wild mm. I remember sitting with um, sitting with someone she's still my friend now <laughs> um, <laughs> I almost said her name <laughs> um, a wonderful wonderful human mm. being mm. um yeah, this doesn't count for much in the story, but just to yeah. let you know where they are right now, they're very happily married, been yeah. married for a long time. Okay. Um, and we're sitting on the bleachers at Splash, and mm. I could not muster the courage to ask to kiss her. I never kissed a girl okay. in my life, so mm. I didn't want to ask her that. Mm. So we're just talking and watching the stars because you know, the, the parting had become too wild. Mm. So we wanted a break outside. Yeah. Oh, and back then you could smoke in the club. Yeah. You could smoke like anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So people were smoking everywhere yeah. and you always went home mm. you know smelling gen z will never understand yeah. smelling of cigarettes yep. always always that's how you knew someone was in the club yeah. even in the morning they are yeah. smelling of cigarettes you knew so we wanted a break from that mm. and literally uh, at the bottom of the bleachers there was a couple standing <laughs> having sex while standing and and she was like yo there's some people burning right below us and i'm like looking down and i'm like what is this going on like what is this free yeah. love yeah, yeah nonsense back to 1970s going on yeah it was yeah, like it yeah. was like hipster yeah, and yeah, is yeah. but it was it wasn't with freedom it was like you know why would you be we're, retreating we're to the bleachers yeah, yeah we're stealing we're, we're stealing. stealing this pleasure so i remember this couple once they were done mm. like everyone knocked their separate ways and i was oh, like wow. man this this, this is this is strange. I've never seen. But this. they didn't walk back together. No, 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 no. One went one direction, one in the other direction. And and I've never seen this level of hedonism going on. Wow. Like it was crazy. It was madness. Uh, to the extent that Atasik went home after that in the morning, went straight to church. Straight. Yeah, straight to Exorcism. church. I, like, I, I felt like I needed that. Mm. Uh, uh, Bapo was celebrating uh, 40 years mm. um, of existence. Uh, and and dude, again, again, I just have to let you know, sometimes yeah. I remember things to some very odd it's okay. detail. It's okay. They're all welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, Bapo was celebrating 40 years. Yeah. St. Andrews, uh, which the church I went to, well, was celebrating 90 years. But Bapo mm. was where the cool kids yeah. went. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bapo was the home of the cool kids, yeah, the cool Christian kids. Mm. And so I went there just to knee all of that. So anyway, a few months later, um, I've joined um, this fellowship called um, 
uh, 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 core group, mm-hmm. uh, which is run by the navigators. Yes. Uh, Bapo used to run one whose name I can't remember. It was Action Group. That Action Group. No, was it Action Group? Action Group was uh, with Youth for Christ. Was Youth for Christ. <coughs> but we used to meet at Bapo. I was in Action Group. Ah, okay. Yeah. So Action Group was what was going on in yeah, Bapo. Yeah. And then over at Pente yeah. was Excans. Excans. Yeah. Now Excans had. Um, and I, I need. I think I need to draw this picture for the people listening. Is that this was the first time we who went to all male mm, school. high schools, yeah. public high schools, were interacting with no, women. Interacting with yeah, that's true. without that's true. without any of the you know. There's no chaperoning. There's no chaperoning. Yeah. There's no bus you have to jump on to go back to school. There's exactly. no. It's like this. This is open like, world. Like you can actually catch a match with this chick. And yes, you, you know, go home and and go home. Yeah, like what? Yeah, what? I had never imagined. I'd never really thought of what that dynamic was, but it was because it was it was crazy. And you it know, was brand I, new. I was doing excans at Fortress because me as a Fortress kid, as a sitter. Yes, so I was doing excans, and that factors into this story. I'm going to come to that. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I was also doing action group mm. with now the which was youth for Christ. YFC. Yeah, and then now the other. So it's like excans was where all of us came together. But then everybody else is. You, then you're either doing action group or yes. doing core group. Yes. Yeah. Oh man! So there was this this very vibrant community of people straight out of high school who yeah. are fellowshipping yeah. and making friends and making lifelong bonds. You know, I know people who met there that are married to this day. Yeah. A lot yeah. of our social our circles, friendships, even our friendships, so built from, there. It was built there. It, and and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that aspect. Uh, but there was this very concerted effort to keep us uh, Christian, to keep us pure, mm. to keep us from having sex with each other, yeah. to keep us from making the girls pregnant, yeah. to keep us from defiling each other, because that's what sex was, yeah. and defiling, defiling each other. Each other. Oh, man, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and and um, in the middle of one... Oh, okay, so I have to paint now the picture of what it was like to be at Fortress. Fortress <laughs> was another home of cool kids. A lot of people don't acknowledge, but it was steeped in a in a farmer more controlling yeah, doctrine. Yeah, yeah. But y'all were the freaking cool kids. You think so? The guys, like yo, this side of Nairobi, yeah. this side of of uh, of of Jogo Road, yeah. it was y'all. It was Bapo and it was Pente. No, so us guys you, used to think, at least I thought, yeah, that the Bapo kids were well, the cool kids. In the hierarchy, Bapo was at the very top. Okay. And then now if you crossed over and you went to the other churches, the, the Deliverance Church had yeah. a lot of cool yeah. cool kids yeah. as well. But, mm. you know, they were more devout. Yeah. Um, and then there was the the the, the, um, uh, the, 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 the Christian schools. What do you call them? Uh, uh, what do you call these schools where they teach divinity and Christianity? The Bible. Uh, yeah, they're like the Bible school, the theological, the yeah. theological schools. Yeah. yeah. So you had your East, East, East African School of yeah. Theology. You had your next. Yep. Nairobi Evangelical something yeah. something something. Yeah. I can't remember, it's but now, I think theology was. They're, they're now ALU or something. Ah right. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop keeping tabs. And those were the guys who are running the cool stuff yeah. on that side. So you know, you always wanted to go to, to, to concerts at DCU more. DCU more, yo. DCU more used to right? throw that some. One, that one, they've. What? And I have. They've done some good work over the years. I have to commend them. Are, are they still hot? Yep. Wow. Mm. Yo, DCU more was. Hey, boss. Mm. I saw some. I saw some stuff there. started and. He's, he's still doing stuff with youth, my youth them today that is still very cool. That's amazing. Mm. So you had you had all of these 
bodies going on and now me as the St. Andrews kid from changes who I only knew my Changerian friends. Mm. So during this one particular oh and then Excans of course met on Tuesdays and Thursdays yes. in the afternoons. <laughs> and it always started with some praise and worship and we mm. sat around in a circle in yeah. the hall yeah. and, and I remember we how games, and then we played games yeah. and it was always so cool. Mm. And and the thing was it wasn't and, just and juice and biscuits. Yes, oh, man, those good times, man. <laughs> um, but there was, there was immediately when you got into that sort of like ecosystem, mm. you, you, there was, there was everyone was trying to establish their space in the hierarchy, yeah. and your hierarchy came from anything from which high school you went to, mm. um, at the very basic, uh, to who your friends were. But then there was now a higher thing, and you occupied that higher thing. Were there people who could sing? Were there people who could dance? Were there people who could make people laugh? And there were three four characters i remember who are at the top of my head who defined for our our class the, that 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 coolness actually three um there was jason runo ngash <laughs> ngash mm-hmm. there was uh, edwin kibuthu kote kote um then uh, the, the, he wasn't part of us mm-hmm. uh, but his younger sister was yeah. her name was bana yafesi yeah. musoke yeah. and finally amani maranga now, the reason why you guys were the cool ones, mm-hmm. first of all, was because you went to Fortress. Yeah. You guys went to the church, yeah. so you were part of it already. Yeah. Well, already part so of the ecosystem. You only everyone. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're coming, we're coming to your turf. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, this one particular day. Uh, ah, man, I'm telling you my memory comes now. So, uh, when we used to sing... Uh, there's a thing where we'd clap um up up down down mm-hmm. up up down down and then we'd go to um the, the more basic nini was you just went around mm-hmm. in a circle yeah. you just went around you put your hand in there and yeah, you have the circular around, motion yeah. and you go yeah. around but y'all mofos came up with this cool thing where you guys would do a kalingala ka skip and I'm going to yeah, Maisha. And you'd go like step. I remember it. I remember and then you'd do like a thing in a count of four. And yeah. you'd go back and you'd do the kick. And, and I was like, what are these people doing? And you always used to stand next to Eddie mm. Kibuthu. Yeah. And I thought at that point that y'all looked alike. Because y'all both had like very some, some expressive eyes. We, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I thought you guys were brothers. Because yeah. um, y'all had you know wide expressive yeah. eyes. And y'all could move. Now, Kote was already doing choreography yeah, he when really he was dancing. still in high school. Yeah. Uh, but now was doing the same thing. Mm. Uh, so, so they just continued doing choreography all the way. Mm. And y'all would start coming up with these cool moves that you'd incorporate into the praise and worship. Yep. And I'd never seen that before. St. Andrews, I mean, w- what, are we, yeah. what are we doing? We, 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 we were still... That, that is so strange to hear. Yeah. Because you ended up being all over. So what, what I was observing <laughs> from you guys was th- that desire to move that freely. Oh, wow. I, I wanted my. I, I, I was. I was like, who are these people? Completely unencumbered. Like you guys moved with such grace and agility, and I always used to see how the girls would look at y'all. You and Eddie. So you and Eddie was dance, but Jason Runo occupied humor, humor yeah. and comedy. He was the funny guy. Yeah. He was the funny guy, yeah. but more for you were as well. So you were occupying two spaces and then you could sing and then you, you, this was your turf. So, you know, when it came to carrying stuff and carrying equipment, you're done carrying equipment. When it came to, you know, introducing people into the place, you know, you, you, you all 
occupied this occupied the space with such confidence and presence while myself and bugs and my friend polo or catch uh we would we we would Pol- cower is bolite is the original the original cheers baba <laughs> oh, yo before before cheers baba came like yeah, this yeah, stereotype there were yeah, some guys who is bolite is bolite is that my guy yeah yo us and we called him sketch yeah. so 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 you guys you guys were oh and then and then here's the other thing um this i wish i wish if this was a visual medium i could mm. show people there's a way like um kote kote moved hip hop yeah he moved hip hop so his movements were very um very defined yeah. but you had a flow yours was more lingala rumba mm-hmm. but if, so if you guys are doing the exact same move you are always like you were doing it with like a style and and you and you do that again my memory you'd always look in like a direction and then your body would say and then and then you'd get into the zone and then i'd see the girls just swoon watching amani maranga dance and then when we sat down and we got into the fellowship and it was time for sharing uh here's another way that the hierarchy manifested the people who were the leaders mm. were the head honchos the, yeah. those were the cool guys yeah. so i'm talking about david kuria yeah, david kamao kamaudi yeah. uh there was the dancer um what was his name he's in the states now who bands bands yeah. there was bands um there, there was a couple other guys i think jodo was there yeah yeah jordan was there um blanking out on a couple other people but these guys and there's a reason why mm-hmm. you know of course we were young people mm-hmm. these guys it was mostly guys now there were the girls there mm-hmm. was like, i can't remember that i can adama yeah kote sister was there grace um uh grace uh, there was there was the girls of sita kina dafo yeah, so kina dafo kina rambo kina rambo uh, what's, what's the name daniela yes daniela used to come huh? that means kenolo was there as well <laughs> hey, 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 Pandora's box. Just I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry when that. But <laughs> but that so so these older people now yeah. occupied the occupied the space in a coolness way. Mm. But the girls always loved the older guys. For the same, you know, you you've been out yeah. in the world for a bit, yeah. you know everything. You're not we're not as a lot more comfortable in their skin, not as nervous as we were. And dude, I'm telling you I was a nervous wreck most of the time. I, I was always like I didn't see that. But, but that's because I found moments where maybe i can shine here maybe i can shine here maybe yeah. i can shine and then when you found the flow yeah. and then then you you, you, you got into it yeah. yeah so um i would always i i'm almost always out seat out sit um opposite mm-hmm. my mom is always uh, standing opposite of you guys mm-hmm. and then uh, uh jason nash was always mm-hmm. somewhere in the proximity adjacent, on my yeah. sides yeah. adjacent and anytime it came time to share um you you guys would just bring the house down just bring the house down i remember uh, jason talking about once um uh, how the bible describes riches and whatever and says i can't believe that because we are here in church we are already rich so you know if you say as poor as a church mouse um <laughs> that church is that mouse is the richest and and <laughs> the girls oh my god jason is so fire Uh, and I was like would you guys rehearse these things at home <laughs> would you and Kote meet and that come up so with these moves funny. so dude um I don't know if you guys know but that ka move that you came up with mm. for for anazungukia yeah. maisha yangu yeah. not only spread through um fortress but it became, it became staple it became yeah. a Nairobi thing yeah. y'all created that 
you guys created that. So because you know we we come from different churches. Yeah. So I'm like I saw Kote, I saw Kote yeah. and, uh, and and Amani doing this cool thing. So you try it, you try it, and soon someone next to you is like, oh man, I like that, I like that, I like that. And soon, and that's how the culture spread spread, through the church. And and it was a really strong machine. So Mm -hmm. to know someone who was part of, you know, on this side of the process, me, I was the recipient, and maybe I was the cool kid in St. Andrews now needing it, but you all were the ones who are starting that stuff. Do you know why it's so strange to hear this story? (laughs) Like, I've tried to... I wanted to stop you, <laughs> <laughs> but I've decided to listen in humility. Okay. And here is why it's so strange to hear this story. At that time in my life, I doubted myself. At that time in my life, I was trying to fit in. Hmm. In Fortress, I was trying to fit in. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, Fortress was, was you had both rich kids, True. very rich kids. True. And, and then us. <laughs> and then a few people who are, I'd say, socially, you know, lower than us. <laughs> yeah. But yep. mostly, those rich kids and then us. Mm-hmm. And there's always one step behind fashion-wise. Uh-huh. I couldn't afford to be in fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as people were dressing up in a certain way, mm-hmm. I was always a bit more conservative in my dress mm. because I cannot be... Mm. those guys yeah so i ended up wearing like a lot of suits yes you did because it was me trying to carve my own space because i can't afford what everyone else oh my god for real yeah so i was working hard to fit in and so this like singing for me was such a blessing because by singing i was accepted i get that you understand? I understand that. So you are coming into this space and what you're seeing is cool kids, the honchos, the guys who've got this space in, you know, in check, nini. Mm. That's not how I was feeling. I understand. And here's the funny thing. All those chicks that you think were swooning at me, I couldn't see it. <laughs> is this the story of all of us? <laughs> I could not see it. Really? And, yeah. Until I had those two stories in my 30s. So you are completely blissfully unaware. Clueless. Oh no. Oh man. Oh Kote. Amani, if you only knew. Yeah. Oh my god. The so Adia, I've had a crush on you since Fortress. <sighs> now we are all both fat. <laughs> you know, like there's no <laughs> there's, there's no way this crush is still standing, you know. <laughs> oh man. But, yeah, yeah. But I I'm hearing these stories now mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. an adult. Mm. You know, I couldn't... Maybe it's a good thing I didn't see some of that. Mm. I get that. But, bro, I, I couldn't... I, I was trying to fit in, man. I was working hard to fit in. Yeah. Um, and I wish someone had called it out then. I'm so glad we've come back to this because I'm, 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 I'm quite... It's a calling out, man. Mm. You talk about how this the, the only thing that kept your music dream going was that someone kept calling it out yeah. of you and and and, any, their, and their in, voice in small in small spaces, in small spaces. There, was, there was always a voice that was saying you can sing you can play you can do this you know you have a musical ear yeah you know like in in small voices in small spaces that has kept my dream alive but you know I think I think I've learned something so important from this I really need to be calling out things in people. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would also not allow yourself to call them out in you. Exactly. Because Mugash, you're saying yeah. this story. Yeah. You guys turned out to be the coolest dance group in Nairobi. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, we almost suspended for bringing you guys. To I remember. Stuff. I remember that. But Olova <laughs> ended up being. I mean, you defined. You ended up defining dance culture, no, not just Christian dance yeah, culture, yeah. But, but just dance culture overall. In, overall, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, who was not the cool kid as you saw it yeah. at the time, yeah. watching us guys with okay, Kote was a dancer. <laughs> Me, I was a singer who could maybe dance. And so I had this one or two go to move, <laughs> which I still do today, just like I do with my jokes. So, <laughs> oh. so, uh-huh. um, what you're seeing, you went and started dancing. Mm. You guys went and formed this group, mm-hmm. and. Then when you came back to Fortress, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> we were watching you in awe. I was a cool kid. <laughs> we like, I can't even lie. <laughs> what the? We were we were the cool you know, kids. The songs that I can't play today without yeah. thinking of either all over dance moves, yeah, 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 yeah or yeah. dance moves that now us guys in Fortress are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, Akina Sisi Winans, yeah. and when you sing, all right, yeah. you know, all right, all right. You know, yes. they're like, they're, they're moves you can just they're in your head. You can't. In fact, my kids are like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> my representation today of the same move 20 years ago is <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a like. You, turn, you turned it around, man. Um, you turned it around and you became the cool kids. And here's the thing, bro. You never stopped. Yeah. You never stopped. So, till today, on the cool kids scale, I'm still looking up to you, bro. Hey, thank you, man. You know, I have something interesting to say about that. I, I tell I tell this to a lot of um, um, young, young young creatives, and it's, it's it's something in my head that's just kept on. Um, how do I say developing? Yeah. Um, I, um, I I really wish that within the artistic, not just within the artistic, so I, I wish that there was enough space in life mm. for people to feel their feelings, not just the good ones, but the bad ones as well. The, People people think that the euphoria of your life yeah. is what points you to where you ought to be, mm. which is a highly inaccurate mm. way to look at it, mm. and also a damaging way to pull mm. because you're always waiting for this euphoria to come. Yeah, but I discovered for myself that it was where a lot of the discomfort, a lot of the agony, a lot mm. of the pain, a lot of the feeling of incompleteness, that was what was pointing me to where I need to be. Um, when I'm looking at Remember, I said it. Mm. There was a way I loved how you and Kote moved. Mm. Oh, and Bana. Wow, 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 wow. That chick. Belinda Musoke. Nsubuga. Nsubuga. <laughs> Belinda Nsubuga could move there's, in there's ways. Other stories that can be told. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Eat your egg. Wah. Wah, 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 wah. She could yeah. really move. She could. My she could goodness. Really I would watch her moving and I'm like, how how can you do that? Like yeah. there was like a move. I mean, I, I wish I could again I could show you. It's like a, like a move that she used to do where you'd coordinate your 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 legs and they were bent at the knees and you raised them up and yeah. it's it's a very so, uh, so hi, hip hop move now taught us that move all ah, right and uh, i remember i tried to dance yeah, yeah. this is what i did end up in the dance group because we he taught us to move the, the when you do the legs like this yes and then, uh, so I know, I know yeah that's that's the one yeah. that's the one and then uh, i didn't get it and so yeah. he sent me home to practice it for a week like he left <laughs> 
I left the dance trap prako. Buns I to my home. I'm going to tag you because I'm going to tag you on this one. So Buns sent me home. And I, I was done with dance. I was like, let me go back to where I was accepted. So Mike Nyaoke oh used to head the singing. Yes, Mike Nyaoke. And so, you know. Yeah. Uh, him, him was a little more accepting him and another guy called Polo. Paul, uh, what was his name? Kanyaru, Kanyaru. Okay. Mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, watching you guys move, uh, um, that's, that's the first time that I felt like my body was inaccurate. Like, not, not inaccurate, but inadequate. Mm. And I was like, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I want to get myself into a place where I can move like that, you know? Because now, now that discomfort mm. was calling out to a desire. Yeah. And your discomfort, if you're really, really, really paying attention and you're able to sit with your discomfort and not demonize it and really ask, what is this thing? Your, your feelings, again, this is something my therapist says, your, your feelings and your emotions are really God telling you something. Yeah. Uh, Christianity really learned how to shit on our emotions yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and taught us, in in spite of them mm. um you know fight them whatever because our emotions the heart, the heart uh, heart is deceitful above all things people read that verse so wrong so it's like your emotions are going to lead you down the path of satan mm. instead follow mm. you know learn by rote recite these verses and that, and that's yeah. but but that's not true your your emotions are telling you things about yourself yeah. about where you need to be about who you want to be and i wanted to move like that so um not too long after i watched you guys i was like yo i can accote here can i running their own thing yeah. i turned to bugs i turned to polo I'm like see even as we start our own thing and we started a dance group and it was myself polo uh, my friend bugs uh and a guy called Johnny. um Uh, who had a very uh, uh, a sweet face so girls would call him uh, oh this would sound <laughs> inappropriate in 2021 but you know you know how you tell a baby kuchi kuchi ku when it's cute mm. so they used to call him kuchi because he was cute wow <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't call him that now so i'm going to say second name to avoid embarrassing him but we used to call him kuchi johnny kuchi <laughs> I can't, say, I can't say his name. I can't say, I can't say, I can't say his other name. <laughs> Johnny Kuchi. <Yeah. laughs> Put your hands up. I want to re- recognize you. I want to appreciate you for what you did in oh, evolving dance you. culture. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. he did. He yeah. really did. And yeah. then, and then uh, uh, there was ka- my friends Kanye, Nelly, Sophie, yeah. and another lady yeah. called Charity. And we started a group called Sote. Yeah. On 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 the on the fire on the fire of what we were seeing you guys do wow. in Pente. I was actually having this conversation with Sophie yeah. on Saturday. Really? Yeah, just this last Saturday. Sophie now. Yeah. I mean Sophie Sophie was I think still is um choreographer extraordinaire. Oh, really? She can yeah, oh yeah. She can see bodies moving, mm. she can hear music mm. and she she's she's a scientist. Like she's mm. she's she she did triple maths in her in her You can undergrad. tell her meticulousness. Yes, yes she has yes, a meticulousness yes. to her yeah. moves and she was the, when when you know when when the lover used to come we used to do the thing where we were learning and then there was fine tuning. Mm. Fine tuning was always Sophie's uh, department because oh. she could do the moves finer than the choreographer. Can you imagine that? Wow. <laughs> When the choreographer would also get in the in the motion of it and the moves would start to get a bit lost or we'd start to fall behind the beat a little bit because yeah. we did that in all over because we just we, we didn't do the 5 6 7 8 5 mm. we didn't do that. We just 
Um, Oscar, um, um, Boggs, uh, Dan, they, they would choreograph Oscar B. <laughs> Oscar B. Arigi. Uh, they would choreograph to a feeling or to mm. lyrics. Mm. Um, but we yes. found that um, even if you played another song, mm. the song would still sit. Yeah. Uh, so there was a song by Dawkins and Dawkins, for instance, called uh, uh, Child of God. It yeah. was the only time where I didn't dance to a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It was like a one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Dancing to a one, two, three beat is hard. I can imagine. It's ngumu. Mm. So um, after watching what you guys were doing, we went and formed Sote. Uh, we watched all the guys in Bapo are doing for the end of year concerts and stuff, and we were like, we want to reach that yeah. that level. No, those are the concerts we wanted to watch. Those are the concerts that. Yeah. Do you remember how Bapo would get full yeah. inside, yeah. and you had to be there like three hours early to find a space. To, to find a space inside, yeah. and then they would fill up all the way outside, and those car, car park fellowship on the outer boost. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we go and form Sote mm. based on the encouragement we're getting from you guys in yeah. Pente, mm. and soon. Sote hits a wall. Um, some of us are getting into campus. Some of us are doing internships. Some of us are finding jobs. And soon we can't find that sort of like traction that we want. But Kanye, Sophie, and Nelly wanted to dance so bad mm-hmm. that they went up and joined this group that was coming up called Olova. Mm-hmm. And I took it as such a, what's the word? Betrayal. Because I was like, you guys, Bana, we're starting this thing. Why are you guys going to start the established people? What about starting our own thing? But then out of the blue, Oscar now asks me and Polo and Bugs to join as associate members of Olova. Mm. So we don't have to be there every day for rehearsal. We don't have to learn all the dance moves. Yeah. Uh, all we need to do is show up and learn something just so that we can take it back to where mm. we're going. Mm. And we're like, cool, let's do it. We joined Olova and we were just whoop, assimilated into it completely. And um, this was all. This all happened in '99, so that by 2000, when now I had done all the work of getting the moves and stuff, and and, and and we came back to perform in Pente, it was something else to have a money come to you and be like, oh "Gosh, in a rush with a bash." Hey, boss, <laughs> that was a, and, and I'm like, "Wait, hold up, I'm the cool kid now." Same thing happened in Bapo. The only reason I got into that Kabapo crowd was because we came and we danced and people are like, oh man, that's a really cool thing. You can show me that move again, show me that move again. And soon, the pain that I was feeling watching these cool kids became the sort of compass as to what I ought to be doing. And I will tell you, dude, I can, aside from these two stories I've told you, age five and age nine, that have euphoria at their core, it's usually a pain, a discomfort, a very deep-seated and here's that word again, incomplete feeling inside me that has pointed me to what I ought to be doing. Wow. <laughs> All right, I think we have to end this conversation. <laughs> I think so too. I think I need to come back. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and bro, you're welcome to come back. But uh, I wanted to, just stand up if you don't mind. Uh, no. That's fine. Just, uh, stand up? Yeah. Okay. And I want to tell you that this conversation about feeling what you're feeling is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, it, now it is a first topic. Anytime I'm asked to go speak somewhere yeah. and they're not sure what they want me to talk about, I talk about uh, what I call emotional emotional integrity. Nice. And the idea of emotional integrity is to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Anyway, the reason I want you to stand up yes. is because you know I just want you to respond by feeling what you're feeling. Ah! Ha 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 ha!
Uh, tick tock, can you hear the clock? Uh, so what you wanna do? Just rock and rock and roll. Time to buy a bow. <laughs> I can't remember the movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so the song is Child of God by Dawkins and Dawkins. Oh my god. So the choreography of this. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, uh, uh, uh. We were co- we were kneeling on that beat. That ta ta ta. You're a child of God, no matter who you are. Oh, well, maybe that's are. a message as well. Climb your ladder to the stars. Yeah. Oh, I loved this song so much. Um, uh, uh, the, the words of the of the chorus are the chance to dance in the promised land. Ah. Oh my God, Namani, what? God, you've taken me far. The the words of this I, I, this this song I used to I used to love it. Uh, we we used to call it TikTok. Um, <laughs> funny. We used to call it TikTok because those are the first words. And they thought they came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the words are: You're a child of God, no matter who you are. Yeah. Come as you are. Climb your ladder to the stars. Child of God, trust and you'll understand. Cause you don't want to miss your chance to dance in the promised land. That's exactly what it's beautiful. That's it, that's everything we've been talking about. Well, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what you're doing I, I, right I, now. I, I know the rap. I know the rap. Oh, I think the rap is coming. I think the rap is coming up. I think I'll rap along. Yeah, here it comes. Ah, 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 ah. Like I told you before, a jam has no time for sure. What we know, but why you worried about us? Thinking they'll come up, but you're right. You're like a magnet, it's pulling us up. But you're hard to work, ah. Time to work and with the fireworks. I ain't talking about July the Fourth. Shaking hands with the fan Lucifer, ah. Ah, man, you've taken me so far back. And that's how we end this show. Ah. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you for coming through. This was wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Mugash.